It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Monday to you. Welcome into a new week on the program. Hope your day and your week are starting off right. I'm a little, little tired. We had a a family emergency over the weekend, so uh, I was dealing with that all weekend. And I didn't get over to the feast, and I wanted to. I especially wanted to see the flyover. But uh, we saw some great videos floating around. Mayor John Mitchell posted a video. Uh, Marcus sent me a video. So it seemed like a really, really cool addition to the Feast Parade. And on Friday, we talked a little bit about people's reactions to the new security measures. And those who had been there said it it wasn't a big deal. And that seemed to be the general gist that I saw on social media throughout the course of the weekend. Everybody said, not a big deal. I don't think I saw a single complaint about it. I'm sure there were complaints out there. I'm sure there were some people who, you know, arrived at a busy time and said, oh, uh, I didn't think there was going to be a line. Even though from what I understand, they were moving pretty quickly. They were moving people through the metal detectors pretty quickly. But I'm sure there's, you know, going to be a few complainers here and there. But overall, I think it was a successful new addition to the way that the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament runs. And I think that, you know, going forward, this should give you more um, acceptance and, and confidence if this does become the new norm at other events as well. Now, not every event that gets put on in the city or around the area is going to need this level of security. I mean, I guess in today's day and age, they all need it. But they're not all going to be able to, to put that forth. Part of it is because the, the feast makes so much money they could incur the cost. Now, I say that knowing that they take the money that they make and they put it back into the community, but there's enough revenue coming in that they can add that expense line into the event. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. Uh, We were told it was around $55,000. So that's $55,000 less that they're going to be able to take and put out into the community, but that's $55,000 that was an investment in keeping people safe. And just the idea of it made a lot of folks feel safer. Not because they were worried about all the the stories that they'd heard about what happens around the feast, which, by the way, is stuff that's from over 20 years ago, but because of all the stories that you see in the news every day. There was a time when we didn't have to think about, well, how would somebody drive into people here? But that's the reality of the situation now. When you go to any event, you'll see barricades and barriers and other things that would stop some, because it, it, it just, it's too much of an easy target for somebody who is hell bent on causing some kind of destruction. So I'm glad that they put these new security measures in and I'm glad that people 
accept them. A lot of the comments that I saw talked about how thankful they were for those new security measures. So that I saw more of that than I saw ambivalence about it. More of more people that were like, "Oh, I'm, I'm glad they put this in. This is great. You know, not a problem at all. Makes me feel so much better." I saw more of those kind of comments than I saw, "Yeah, it was fine. It didn't bother me any." So I I guess that's that's a good thing. So let me know what you thought of your feast experience this year. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send those app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And again, as I said, I didn't get to go down. I I'd wanted to. I originally had planned on going Friday got out of the gym in the supermarket and got home and it looked like it was going to start raining. So I said, nah, I'll just go home. And then I kept looking out the window like, where, where is that rain? <laughs> where is that rain that I thought kept me from there? And then on Saturday, my plan was to go down and see Taylor as he was performing Saturday afternoon. I was like, I'll go down, I'll see Taylor, get some food, have some fun. But then I got a phone call and had uh, something else I had to deal with that um, was my focus for the rest of the weekend. So I hope that you had a good time. Let me know, 508-996-0500. A little bit later on in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we'll be turning on the light. And we will talk with Jack about the column that he has up at newbedfordlight.org where he dives even deeper into the question about the failed ballot initiative. And as, as he points out, let me give you the exact title, which, you know, as you know, the, the writer usually doesn't write, but the title is Anger and Finger Pointing After Demise of New Bedford Ballot Question. And I think that's been an accurate, both of those terms are accurate compared to how people have reacted to this. Not only the people involved, but those of you who have been calling up to tell us that you're upset about it. And I don't know how much that anger hangs around until November when you will be looking at the ballot and saying, well, who do I blame for this? And I, I've already said, I, I think it's a little going a little too far to blame city councilors for this. We talked with Council President Morad and, and Councilor at Large Carney on Friday, and if you didn't get to hear that interview, well, it's up at WBSM.com and on the app and wherever you find podcasts. But Councilor Carney said that if she is fortunate enough to be reelected in the fall, that she wants to seek the council presidency and that as part of her presidency if she's chosen by her colleagues, she would want to start a charter review committee to take a look at the city's charter and see what changes, you know, advise what changes may need to be made, what updates may need to be done. Council President Morad said that she does not support trying to get that on the November ballot because you have to put it on the ballot for people to approve the 
idea of this, and I guess you have to elect, I don't know, approve of the people that's appointed to it. Uh, it's, it's a process. But she said that that process could not get done between now and November within the council itself. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, well, listen, they've got, first of all, like this month, I don't know if they'll get everybody together. Then you're talking about, you know, just because there'll be people on vacations and then you think about September. When you get to September, you're really starting to get into campaign season. So with that in mind, that's not exactly the time to be trying to, you know, change the future of the way the city government runs. So it doesn't make sense to try to get it in there as much as people are looking at that and saying, but we got robbed of it on the ballot by this petition initiative because it turns out that the information was wrong. So we thought we were going to have a chance to vote on term limits for the city council in November. But now that we can't, at least give us the Charter Review Commission on the ballot. But uh, the more I thought about it, the more I think it makes sense. You just don't have the time between now and then. If this had been April when they were first told this, when they first started this process, if they had known from the outset, and again, I'm not, I'm not getting into the finger pointing. We can talk about that with Jack later on, and that'll probably be really the end of it. Because there's a big slice of blame pie for a lot of folks in this, but aside from that, if they had just known the proper procedure in April, then they would have had time to have had discussions about this and to have been able to, to, to get it onto the ballot for this year. But in the time that's left, I think it's fair to say it's too late in the calendar year and too close to the November election to try to get it on the ballot for this year. So know that at least if, uh, if Councillor Carney is reelected and if... She is voted in by her colleagues as the council president, and I don't see any reason why she wouldn't be. I think any one of the sitting city, any one of the sitting city councilors at large, are looking at this year's race and saying, "Well, there there might be some formidable people in this." A pretty popular ward councilor is now in the at-large race. That's. That's probably making some people sweat. A former city councilor is in the at-large race. That might be making some people sweat. A, a couple of other relative newcomers. People say, well, well, they're newcomers. Well, so are Ryan Pereira and Shane Burgo. And they're on there. One of them beat a former city council president. Multiple time city council president. So, again, if they, if she is reelected and is, you know, Chris and Marcus were saying on Friday, you know, Naomi Strong, but if she is reelected and she does get the council presidency, then this will be something that is on her agenda for the year. So next November, you could be voting for this. 
and moving that process forward. We'll talk more about that with Jack Spillane later, and we can talk more with you about it at 508-996-0500. Also, this past weekend as well, I did have a, a, a brief chance before all the stuff went haywire. You know, as I was finishing up um, at the, you know, I went, to, uh, I went to the gym Friday and then I went over to Market Basket. And then I went and I got gas. And the guy at the gas pump Look, got out of the car. I went over. I actually, I got gas first before I did this. If I went over here to stop and shop, and he got out of the car, and he said, "I can't believe that the gas went up this much in a matter of just a couple of days." And then he starts launching into this whole thing about, and this is costing so much more. And then he stopped. You know. I, he was talking to me. He we, we wasn't talking to himself. We were having a conversation. And he said, actually, you know what? I actually just went into the supermarket, and I didn't pay as much as I have in the past. He's like, eggs seem to have gone down. Milk seems to have gone down. Uh, maybe this is just the summer bump of gas. And they've been telling us that it's because supply is low. And that's why the prices have gone up. But I think this is a little bit of that summertime manipulation. And I was thinking about that, especially this weekend, because I was driving back and forth a lot. I went uh, back and forth to Plymouth three times, like within a 24-hour period. And it seems like we get this Every year around this time, right? Gas prices will be fluctuating quite a bit. And then after September, they'll go down a little bit. And then when the wintertime and home heating oil come into play, it'll spike back up again. The point of all this is I went online. I looked at, I looked up, you know, what the expected heating prices will be for this year. Because, uh, you know, the old Farmer's Almanac comes out and they tell you how much the win- how bad the winter is going to be. And um, it's not very accurate. But it's, you know, and, and, and people put a lot of faith in the old Farmer's Almanac. I call it the astrology of, of meteorology. Because if you read a horoscope, it's not very specific but it's something that people can easily look back and apply to. And I feel the same way about the Farmer's Almanac. I think it just gets lucky more often than not. But last year, the Farmer's Almanac called for, we were supposed to have like one of the snowiest winters in recent memory. We didn't have any snow. I think we only got plowable snow once and that was like three inches. But it is saying we could be in for a cold winter. And I think the oil companies are rubbing their hands together at that. Not for warmth either. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take my first break of the morning. We'll be back in just a few moments. 
That's a, it's a great pop song right there. Stusa Studio by Phil Collins. And you know where he recorded that? In the Stusa Studio. I'm going to make that joke every time I play that song. So just deal with it. I mean, I've been making dad jokes since before dad jokes was a thing. Well, before I was a dad myself. So if if I've got them in my brain, they've just, they've got to come out. They've got to come out when I have the opportunity. So yeah, Phil Collins' Susudio was recorded in the studio. Got a nap chat message from Izzy in Fall River. It says, good morning, Tim. The military helicopter flyover at yesterday's parade was awesome. My five-year-old son loved it. I could hear a lot of people standing around me cheering and expressing their love of our country. Hopefully next year, it's part of the parade again. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people were really excited for it. Uh, I saw a lot of videos posted online about it. I actually had, I had, was in New Bedford yesterday afternoon and I had to go back to Plymouth and I left at like 1.30 so as I'm going down 140, I'm like looking up in the sky. <laughs> are they on their way? Are they coming? I don't even know. There must be. Are they coming from Otis? I'm not sure what direction. So I just kept looking up and trying to see while I was driving if I could uh, if I could see them. But I missed out. But then, you know, Marcus was nice enough to send a, a video to me right away. And then I saw some other ones later on. And it was, it it definitely was a very special addi- addition to it. Because think about it. What else gets a military flyover? What, what, what's some of the other biggest celebrations that happen in this area? The Bristol 4th of July parade comes to mind. Do they have a flyover? I don't know. I've never gone. The idea of getting up early on the 4th of July to go <laughs> stand out in a parade has never appealed to me. It's always been a day that I can sleep in a little bit. So I've never actually gone. But it, it's it's a very special thing, and we should be glad that uh, that we had it happen here. And if you missed out on it, there's plenty of videos around. Check out Mayor Mitchell's video. Low flying, chance to really see them, to really see what they're all about, for everybody down on the ground to look up and wave and, and admire and marvel. And I'm glad that, you know, as Izzy saying, the... Um, the reaction was was so strong and, and, and patriotic and prideful for it. Because it should be. That's, again, it's a very special thing. Not everybody gets, anybody can request a flyover, but not everybody gets granted one. So it, it just makes that extra special. And it just shows that they are committed, uh, that the club and the feast committee each year is committed to improving on what they already have going on there. They're not just going to rest on their laurels and say, well, you know, we, we've been doing this for 107 times and what, I think 109 years? Because I think they missed two? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So they could just say, we, this, 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 we know how to do this, but instead they're saying, no, we're going to keep finding ways to make things better. So hopefully you all uh, enjoyed it. Uh, we'll take your phone calls on it at 508-996-0500. If you want to let me know if you you know what you thought of the feast this weekend, the security measures, any of the new additions, 
any of the new changes to it, all of that stuff. So I will take your phone calls on it, plus whatever else is on your mind. And again, later on, we'll be talking with Jack Spillane. We'll get more into some of this ballot question stuff. Uh, but for now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Severe weather is in the forecast for parts of the Midwest and Northeast throughout the day. The National Weather Service says there is an increasing threats for thunderstorms and heavy rain as far south as Tennessee. States like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Missouri, and Kentucky faced a threat of damaging winds and large hail on Sunday. A federal judge is giving former President Donald Trump until the end of the day to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. Trey Thomas reports. Smith filed the motion Friday after Trump posted on Truth Social, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump pleaded not guilty Thursday to criminal charges connected to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Smith wrote in his filing that public posts by the former president about the case could have a harmful, chilling effect on witnesses. I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is headed out west this week. He'll visit the key battleground state of Arizona to tout his economic policies. Biden will also travel to New Mexico and Utah as part of the trip. The White House said Biden will spotlight the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. The last former Minneapolis police officer charged in connection with George Floyd's 2020 murder will be sentenced today. Tu Tao was convicted of aiding and abetting manslaughter. He's already in prison on a three-and-a-half-year sentence for depriving Floyd of his civil rights when he died at the hands of police. Elon Musk says ex-social media platform will pay legal bills for people he says have been treated unfairly by their employees for posting or liking something on the site formerly known as Twitter. He made that pledge in a post on Saturday. He also said there will be no limits on legal funding bills. But Musk didn't give any details on how ex-users could claim the money for their legal fees. Simone Biles is back. The Olympic champion made her return to the competitive gymnastics on Saturday in the U.S. Classic in Illinois. Her first competition since 2021, Biles performed in a four events and landed the highest overall score of the night. She beat several of her former Olympic teammates and easily qualified for nationals later this month. And former President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama are paying tribute to the man they knew well. Sarah Bartlett has more. The Obamas took to social media to share thoughts about their personal chef and friend, Tafari Campbell. Barack Obama said Campbell used his immense gifts to bring people together, provide comfort, and spread joy. Michelle Obama said the emptiness is hard, but that she would honor his legacy in every way possible. Campbell, who was 45, was visiting Martha's Vineyard when he died in a paddleboarding accident July 24th. I'm Sarah Bartlett. In sports, the Red Sox faced a major loss against the Toronto Blue Jays last night, 13-1. to The Sox are still in Fenway today, but they're back to the bottom of the American League East. They'll play the Kansas City Royals tonight at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We'll expect a mixture of some sun and clouds throughout the day. We have scattered showers moving through the area as well. At times, we could see a pop-up thunder shower moving through as well, high near 77. Overnight tonight, we're going to be cloudy and humid with a few spot thunder showers as well, 70 degrees. And for tomorrow, morning showers becoming scattered by afternoon, high of 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 64 degrees right now in New Bedford. 
I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Tim wants to hear your voice this morning. Even if you can't call in, open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail he can play on the air. Now, more Tim here on WBSM. Space hog to get you started off this morning. And also this morning, I want you to think about I know you don't want to have to think, it's early on a Monday, but I want you to think about your home. I want you to think about the amount of time and the amount of money that you have invested into your home. Now I want you to think about this. If there was one little thing that you could fix about your home, or maybe one big thing that you could fix about your home, what would it be? You don't have to answer it out loud. Just think in your head. And I promise you that that is probably something that Precision Window and Kitchen can come and help you with. Because even though their name is Precision Window and Kitchen, they do it all. They can come in and they can replace your windows. They can put in all new windows. They can replace one window. They can replace one pane of glass. They can fix ripped screens, and they will come to you and get them, bring them back to the shop, repair them, bring them back to you, and reinstall them. None of this, you know, take it out, put it in the car, bring it over there. They fix it. You go back, you pick it up, you start carrying it into the house, you go to put it in the window, and you rip it again. Nope, they take care of all of it for you. And yes, kitchen is in their name, so they can do a kitchen remodel. They can do a bathroom remodel. They can replace all of your entryways. They can replace your roof, which is something that if you need to have done, now is the time to sign up for that. Don't wait around and wait until it gets colder and, you know, when it gets closer to the snow and you're worried about all that snow building up on your on your roof. Don't worry. Don't wait till later because then everybody's going to be thinking about their roofs. Get it done now. And also things like vinyl siding. And any other project that you can imagine. Check out their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. They've got all their services listed there. They've also got a form that you can fill out to get a free estimate. They will come down. They will take a look at whatever project you want them to do. They will give you an estimate. And then you can decide. So why not just find out? There's no obligation in just finding out how you could have your home fit that vision that you have in your head. Check them out online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com, or stop by their showroom, 1111 on Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. All right, let's go back to the phones here, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I heard you talking about gas. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was in need of gas. So I ride around, although I have a, my usual place. I went there first. I went to the Royal on Mount Pleasant Street, 
and it was 3.39. I said, well, I'll look around. So I drove down Nash Road in the boulevard. There's a Sitco station over there, 3.29, so I'm saving 10 cents. I said, I'll get it there. I don't want to run around. Although high-low, way up the north end, somewhere near Truckee, they're usually the lowest around that I've ever found. Mm-mm. But I didn't want to go that far. So I went there to the Sitco for 3.29, and then... <laughs> I needed to go to the market basket, so I went there. So you're coming down Cogsall Street. You're ready to t- at the lights to turn to go into the basket. And there's a gas station right there. I believe it's a 7-Eleven, if I can remember right. Uh, it's just before you go with that little overpass to go to Fahaven, that little bridge thing. What do they call that anyway? It's not a bridge. What is it? The, the little. I'm not sure what they call it. What, what I, would... we, I'm sorry. <laughs> Growing up, we... Uh, the kids, we all called it that little bridge on Cogsall Street. I don't know what it is. But anyway, that's, that's that seems like a fair term to use to me. I would call it a little bridge. Yeah, oh, okay. So they have the nerve over at that 7-Eleven to charge a whole 50 cents a gallon more than the Sitco. Three seventy nine. Well, so I, I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad I didn't go there because I was, didn't want to run around too much. I mean, you got to be careful with some signs that you see because one thing that I've noticed with a lot of these gas prices, first of all, like they're, it, it's getting confusing because some of them are listing a credit price versus a cash price because yeah, what they're doing is to save you a little bit of money, they're taking off the, the credit card charge. And then right. what some other places do now is they have the member versus non-member price too, mm. which I... I I use the Cumberland Farms one because I, you know, I like saving ten cents a gallon. Uh, but the Noria one, I think, is is the same idea. You know, you save ten cents, and you know, so you look at the price and you say, "Wow, that's cheaper than anywhere else." Then you get up there and it's like, "Oh, but that's only for members." Well, you're saving ten cents at Cumberland. I find Cumberland's high. I get the regular with no card. I use cash, and it's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper than uh, ten cents. You sure that's right? Ten cents. It's a well the 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 member the member discount at Cumberland Farms is ten cents a gallon. You get ten cents off for oh. basically for linking it up to your to your uh, checking account or whatever, so that it can just you know take the deposit out. And by the way, on the way down, still on that road, I forget to say I went by Joe's. I go there a lot too, but he didn't even have his lights on. And when those lights are not lit up, you can't see the numbers because they're all jumbled. So you know, those numbers light up all the numbers. So when they when the lights off. You can't tell really what it, a five or an eight, you know? So over there, their lights weren't on. One more thing I just wanted to mention before I hang up was um, who's in charge of, of putting the podcasts up? Uh, well, usually I push I push them out, depending on, you know, like Marcus and Chris. Uh, Marcus will push out theirs, but I usually push out the rest of them. I got the right man. <laughs> what happened to Friday night? South Coast tonight. I've been waiting and looking at. It's funny because should be up the next there. Day, no, I've been looking, waiting, waiting, and then the next day, which was just to show daytime afternoon on Saturday, that one came up easy. But where's Friday South Coast tonight? Oh no, it I got it got put up on Saturday when I woke up and pushed it through. It, it's it's not going to be immediately after the show. I'm I'm in bed now at night. No, but I mean it's not there now. It's not even there right now this morning. I'm still looking. Well, what you can do is if you ever don't see it showing up there, one of the mm. site the site that I go to is listennotes.com because that pushes it out pretty quickly. Sometimes our sl- our site can be a little bit slower because all the podcasts for all of Town Square Media are all getting pushed out from the same service. So mm. sometimes if you head on over to that, it'll it'll refresh sooner. So 
So it's listennotes.com. You don't have to pay anything? Nope, you don't pay anything. Just in the search box, you can type in, you know, South Coast Tonight or WBSM, and, you know, then uh, oh. then it'll pop up. Those those usually show up. It usually shows up there within an hour or so. All right. Thank you. I better write that down because I will forget it. And what I'll do is I'll send a note to our, you know, national IT team and say, you know, can you just put out a refresh to our podcast page just in case everything isn't all updating on time. Yeah, because I'll tell you, every other show is there. And that's the only one I see that's missing. And I was, and I always listen to every show, but I was unable to listen that day. And I said, oh, I'll just go to the podcast. And I went there and now every other show was there. So I don't know how that could happen. How could that happen? Uh, just an overload of the system, probably. They probably had a whole bunch of podcasts dumped in and it's just okay. pushing them all out a little yeah. bit at a time. Do you have your Mega Millions ticket for all that money? Uh, I don't. Jessica was nice enough to, to, to get some tickets for, for us uh, for the last drawing, and I ended up getting the, whatever they call it, the bonus ball or whatever. Oh, yeah. So so I won $2. two bucks. Right? Thank you, Jessica. $2, yeah, $2. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. that and reinvest it into another ticket. How cheap is that $2 for getting the gold ball at the end? That's hard to do, too, but I get that a lot. Now, if Ants. you play Powerball and you get that last ball, you get four bucks. So, two, well, I, well, I've got my tickets. You know, if you wait too long when the jackpot's this high and so many people go and running near the end, and them machines, for some reason, they just they crash. They're overloaded and gone. Yeah. If you yeah. wait too long, you get nothing. Yeah, don't be waiting until, uh, wh- wh- when's it shut down? 10 o'clock? Don't be waiting until 9.55. Mm, yeah, no, I, I don't go up that late. I don't drive at that hour. I can't see it. I can't drive at night. So, well, I hope that uh, I, I wish you all the luck in the world, and I hope that we uh, we both win. Oh and we can split yeah, it. because you'll be traveling big time. You're going to have to leave leave that radio station. You're not going to have no time because <laughs> I'm going to be even sending you to the pyramids. I'm telling you right now. Hey, I'll go. Well, you have to go with me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It might be too hot over there for me. <laughs> well, with I that kind of money, you can carry your own air conditioning wherever you go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about it. We'll get you somebody to just have the big palm fronds and just be fanning you the whole yeah. time you're over there. I'd love to go see that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of things I'd love to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you might try to force me to eat some sandwiches and that's not going to happen. <laughs> How much food did you eat over there when you went to the feast? I didn't make did it over. I didn't. I did end up making it over. We had a family emergency that that uh, that took me away from oh. everything for the weekend. See the whole weekend. Yeah, I had a relative get hospitalized. So. Oh, that's too bad. That's everything's okay. I mean, it'll it'll all be okay. Just uh, you know, just back and forth between home and the hospital all weekend. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get to the pyramids because I can't get on a plane. I'm a big baby. There's no way I'm flying anywhere. Well, again, with that kind of money, you could you could cruise and go down and imagine go, going no, all the I way around. No, I can't go on a boat either. Oh well, then yeah, you're 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 kind of in trouble there then. <laughs> all right, have a good day. You as well. Take care. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let me squeeze in one before I got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? Hey, John. What's going on? You want to take me after the break? Um. Yeah. Got enough time. Yeah, hang on. I will take that, and uh, right. let me see if I can put you on hold here. Does that work? No, it's not working. I'll just pot you down. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Um. All right, let's go right back to John on the line. Good morning, John. How are you? Oh, no, what's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, 
completely off topic. Um, I had a situation this weekend that um, I figured, you know, you would get a kick out of. Um, market basket. I went shopping there this weekend like I always do every weekend. And um, right outside the door when you're walking in on both sides of the entrance, I made sure it was on posted on both sides of the entrance. There's a there's a flyer from um, Mass.gov, right? And it says, you know, the important consumer notice. And then it has, you know, uh, do you have a price accuracy question or questions regarding the scanner overcharge, unit pricing, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a picture of that on my way out, of course, because I didn't have an issue going in, obviously. But on my way out, I did. And um, certain brand of coffee that I drink. And, uh, you know, it's it's usually it's usually not on sale. I mean, it's it's not cheap coffee, you know. I'm not saying I'm a coffee snob or anything, but you know, um, it, it's it's like eight ninety nine a uh, package, you know, like for the coffee. Anyways, so um, if you've noticed that they, you know, they usually block the whole aisle, right? I used to work at a supermarket, so I know what they're doing. You know, they're just making they're fluffing everything up, making it look like it's full, and they're making it look nice. You know what I mean, and everything else. But the, ha- the habit that these kids have nowadays is they're not being trained properly, you know, as to do it the right way. So they're not, they're not putting it in the right sections. They're blocking everything off, but they're not putting them in the correct sections. So what they're doing is they're filling holes, but those stickers that have the price tags on them, you know, the price tag stickers, they're not displaying the right prices for the right items. So I took a picture of my coffee that was... <laughs> Usually eight ninety nine, but it was in a spot that it was like half off, like four ninety nine, and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, it's on sale, right? So I, took, I was like, and then I looked at the sticker, and I'm like, okay, that's not Maxwell House, you know? What I mean? Oh, that's not Folgers, that's Maxwell House, right? So I was like, okay, I grabbed my coffee anyways, and I noticed that there was like fifteen to twenty of them behind that one that I grabbed, and I was like, oh, they filled it in the wrong spot, right? So I'm like. Well, I'm going to get it half off anyways because I'm going, to t- I'm going to take a picture of the price tag and I'm going to bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up at the register because I don't want to have 20 people waiting in line while I'm arguing with the sure, register yeah. about the price. So I waited until it got all scanned through. I paid. And, uh, you know, $450 later, that's not a, that's not my average, you know, my average food bill now with, you know, for a household of four people. Um, I go talk to the lady at the, uh, the service desk. Actually, it was the guy. And I, I handed him my phone, and I said, I understand, you know, it's the principle of the matter, okay, is that you're having people block the aisles off. They're not paying attention to where they're putting the stuff. I said, now, what if I was, you know, an elderly person who had glasses that couldn't really read small print? I said, and I saw the big, you know, four ninety nine, and I said, well, it's, that's a good price. I'm going to grab that. And then I go to the register, and I didn't even realize, you know, because who really pays attention when they're scanning? You know what I mean? Every single item. You know, slim to none, unless you're like me. You know, but I pay attention to everything that goes through that belt, and I make sure I get the right price. Well, this guy actually had the audacity to argue with me about it. and pretty much told me I was wrong. But he was going to give me that price out of the great, great, you know, the great, um, uh, the goodness of his heart. When he said the goodness of his hat, I almost went over. I, I, I almost jumped across the counter because I was like, "It's not the goodness of your hat, buddy." I said, "It's the law. It's literally a law in Massachusetts that if, if the item is under ten dollars and there's a price discrepancy, you get that item 
not only for the price that is listed, but for free. You're supposed to get it for free if it's under $10. Now, if it's over $10, you get the price. At, you know, you, you obviously get the price that it was marked at if it was under $10. Or, I'm sorry, over $10. It's not, it's not as confusing as, as I'm making it sound. But if you actually go on mass.gov slash forward slash standards, it brings up item price discrepancies, you know, anything like that. And if you, I mean, that, that store is littered, okay, with, with everything, you know, in the, in the wrong spots. Everything's in the wrong spot. I don't know if you noticed during COVID when everything was short, uh, you know, uh, everything was, was like, what do they call that? Um, you know, um, hard the, to get. Hard yeah, the to supply get. chain issues? Yeah, the supply chain issues, right? So everything was hard to get. They were blocking everything off with, like, you know, bananas and canned goods and all kinds of stuff, but they didn't scrape the old tags off, you know? And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they, you know, I didn't even fight it back then, but I got to the point now where I'm like, you know what? Next week I'm going to go back there, and I'm just going to buy something that's not even, I don't even need, that's in the wrong spot. I'm just going to buy it just for the hell of it. And then go argue about it again at the cash register because that's, you know, they shouldn't be doing that. It's just poor customer service. It's, it's uh, you know, you're, you're trying to rip people off. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know. Well, I, I mean, I've only got about uh, 30 seconds here. But what I would recommend doing is I would call the corporate office for them because the corporate office for them is very responsive to, to yeah. customer complaints. And, and I think if you talk to somebody there, you know, that'll certainly make more of a difference than just talking to somebody in the store about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try that. I'll do that. I'll they're, yeah, they're very good. Every time I've ever had to deal with them for anything, they've always been great. Yeah, but go on that website, though, mass.gov slash standards, forward slash standards. And for anybody ask, anybody worrying about a, a, a price discrepancy, and you can find out information, you know what I mean, and, and what they're supposed to do at their customer service, they have to follow that law. It's, it's, a, it's a law, you know what I mean? So, all, all right, right then. Thank you. Have a good day. And I do have to take my final break of the, this hour. We'll be back in just a few moments. Tom. All right. We